Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, depending on what time zone you're in. This is such an exciting episode for me because I have self-love coach Jenny Drake on the line for us. I have been trying to be intentional about getting guests, podcasters, other coaches to give a little bit of their insight, their knowledge, and share on my podcast as well. And Jenny Drake is one of these people. I met her years ago, and she is inspirational and motivational all at once. And that's a a two-punch combo. It's not many people that I meet and think, wow, I need to just keep in touch with you all the time so that I can get this awesomeness from you. Uh, So Jenny Drake is on the phone with us. And Jenny, if you could introduce yourself, what you are currently doing, and just tell us all about you before I jump into the questions on self-love. Yeah, thank you so much, Denise. Wow, I really know who to turn to when I need an ego boost. That is super, super kind. And I was thinking back to when we met in person, um, man, I was at such a different place in my life when, uh, when we briefly met. And I remember giving kind of a, a little speech about myself and I was so nervous and somebody snapped a picture of me and I just was so self-critical of myself that night that I actually met you. And so to hear you say all of those kind things and for us to even just be in contact and you, you know, kind of watched my journey and I've watched yours. It's just totally an honor to be here. Um, So yeah, just to give a little bit about myself, I am an empty nester, my youngest son. I'm a mom of two and he just took off um, for college this past summer So I am living by myself for the first time ever in my life. I was married for 22 years and have been divorced for almost four years. Um, I'm in a relationship with someone who suffers from the disease of addiction. And all of these experiences have helped me to grow and to heal and to evolve. And what I realized is no matter who we are or what we are going through, we as women can tend to be really hard on ourselves. And I kind of mentioned that at the top where I I remember meeting you and I was just in such a self-critical, self-judgmental space. And what I realized is the key to everything, to unlocking our relationships, our career path, um, you know, our happiness and joy is really based on the relationship that we have with ourselves. And when we are in love with ourselves or secure with ourselves and nurturing ourselves first, then we can really tackle anything that the world or anything outside handles us. And I know that the the work that you do with mediation and conflict resolution um, can be really scary and difficult, especially, sorry, that's my doggy in the background, um, especially when we are not in tune with ourselves and when with our own inner wisdom. So yeah, that's a little bit about me. 
Thank you for sharing. I love listening to you and I love listening to your journey. A lot of what you talk about is so in line with what I try to teach during my workshops on my one-on-one sessions. And it's about being your best self, being in that mindset of having Mm -hmm. compassion for yourself and the other person. Mm -hmm. But how do you get to that? You have to nurture yourself. Just like you said, you have to be more than just okay with your relationship with yourself. I I love that Mm -hmm. you're teaching people to fall in love with themselves first before they engage in other relationships that they better know what they want. And it helps you become a better communicator. It helps you tell the other person what your needs are, what your interests are. It helps you have better dialogue and and it really helps with conflict resolution. You are someone- who is always evolving and always working towards your passion. So that's another thing that I really admire about you. Since I've known you, I think I have seen the evolution of different things that you've done, different passions Mm -hmm. that you followed. What is your motivation to just keep going and keep becoming that best version of yourself? Oh, yeah, it's true. I, I'm always moving forward and I'm not saying that from a place of, gee, I have it all figured out because it's definitely not that at all. It really comes from a place of, I don't like to feel discomfort like most people, right? Like I do not like feeling negative feelings or, or any of that. And instead of kind of distracting myself or avoiding those negative feelings. I don't know where I learned it, but somewhere a long time ago, I learned that growing through the discomfort and growing through the negativity is a better way to get through it because then we can come out the other side and we don't have to feel that again. And so whether I was, you know, 50 pounds overweight or in a really hard marriage, I, that was like my lifeline was to grow through the discomfort, grow through the pain and to just, I, you know, I, I sought therapy and podcasts and books. I've, I've always been kind of a self-improvement junkie because I just wanted to get rid of any of that discomfort and, and move forward. Um, it's not that I don't distract myself or avoid myself when I'm uncomfortable. Cause I definitely do those things sometimes too, but really, um, growing and moving is the way that I found I, I don't have to revisit those same lessons over and over. So that's, that's kind of how I attribute my motivation a little bit. And I love how you phrase that growing through the discomfort, because there's so many situations in life that are negative or uncomfortable, as as you mentioned, conflict. There's so many people that don't want to deal with conflict because it's uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. then it leads to a void in their life, because if you don't address the conflict, sometimes that person the relationships starts to deteriorate, deteriorate until they're no longer a part of your life. Or because you don't want to address it, you don't want to work through the discomfort, then you pull away and the person doesn't know or understand why. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, again, that's the end of a relationship. 
embracing discomfort. That's something that that we talk about and uh, embracing it and growing through it, I think is a, a mindset change for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. your personality, again, I just, you've always been so positive, so engaging. I think that sets you apart and it, it makes you inspirational to those who go through your coaching, that listen to your podcast, attend your weekly group sessions. Do you have any daily or weekly practices that you recommend to help keep people in that mindset? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I could not be the person that I am without the daily and weekly. I mean, it's a harsh word, but I'm going to use it the rituals that I have prioritized. And it wasn't always that way. It's not that I've always been super consistent. You know, it's something that I had to practice. And it's something that I had to learn. And it's really important when we're talking about, you know, things to do on a regular basis, two things that I want to point out is do things that work for you. Um, Because there's a lot of coaches and there's a lot of experts out there that say, you know, these are the things that I do. Well, that's great that it works for them. And if it works for you, wonderful too. Like take any coach's suggestions and make them your own. Because if they're not your rituals, what speaks to your soul, then you're not going to continue on with them. Um, And then the second thing that I want to point out before I I do go over the things that I do is um, don't try to avoid setting yourself up for always. And, um, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to do this five days a week, every night, because, you know, they say out there that it takes 21 days of consistency to build a habit. Yes, that is true. And yes, um, we need to be consistent to see growth. However, when we set ourselves up for these these, um, unflexible expectations, then when we don't hit it, we, you know, judge ourselves, shame ourselves, and it ends up making us feel bad about ourselves. So those are the two things that I want to point out, because I've definitely been down that path where I've said to myself, I'm going to write in a gratitude journal for 30 days straight to change my life. But what happens on day three when you are laying in bed and you fall asleep and you don't write in your gratitude journal and you just say, I totally suck. So, you know, as I'm talking about some of the things that I do, just be kind to yourself in establishing any goals of consistency and find something that speaks to your soul and that works for you. Um, The real thing that changed my self-love journey um, way back when my self-worth was like, I, I always say it wasn't even at rock bottom. It was like buried under the rocks that are rock bottom was the first steps that I took was um, health steps because I, those were tangible promises that I could make at that time. And so to this day, it's been, gosh, of just like walking around the block um, to now 
I've run a couple marathons and it, doing something active every day for my body is something that is just a non-negotiable for me. And some days it might be yoga and some days it might be running five miles and then anything else between. That's where that flexibility comes in. But just doing some, some kind of movement for my body, um, I definitely do focus on putting healthy food into my body. And it doesn't come from a place of, I need to lose weight or I'm going to stop eating crap. It really is a, from a place of, I'm so grateful for my body. I'm so grateful for my immune system that I want to nurture it. And that's a lot different than how it used to be for me, um, where I was really shameful about my body and I wanted to, you know, fix it and, and do things different out of judgment. Um, so from the physical, I, I look at self-love um, and my relationship with myself in three quadrants, physical, spiritual, and emotional. So th that's kind of my physical um, non-negotiables every day. My emotional non-negotiables are, I really am mindful about trying to meet my own emotional needs first before reaching out to others. Um, I was one of those, I'm a baby of five. I talk about that a lot on my podcast and I had a ton of people all around me in my childhood and I did not learn how to meet my own needs until these last 10 years. And so that's a mindful practice that I take, that I'm on every single day. If I have a need, I'm going to see how I can meet that need first before I turn to a friend, before I turn to a podcast, before I turn outward. And I meet my emotional needs by journaling. And I have, like, I have a journal in my phone. I have a journal by my bed. You know, if, if I'm feeling called to process something, I turn to my journal. Um, I nurture my relationship with my inner child. That's where, like, self-forgiveness comes through. Um I pray, I meditate, and I attend um, support groups, and I still go to therapy twice a month. Uh, spiritually, I meditate and pray every day, and that's meditation has been the biggest game changer for me because that's where I've learned to slow down and to really get in tune with who I am as a person. That's where my self-forgiveness is practiced. And that's where I've really learned um, to reconnect with who I am. I talk to a lot of women and I constantly am hearing, I don't even know who I am anymore. I don't know what I like. And meditation is that has been that space for me to really um, get to know myself again. So those are some of the things that I do to, to create the space of being positive and and being able to help others because I'm filling my own cup first. You gave so many golden nuggets. We're going to have to have a part two so that we can talk <laughs> about these. But I, I just want to pick up on a few of the things because they're, they're little pieces that are a component of my workshops and of the coaching that I do because I think they're so important. Being flexible with yourself, honoring yourself enough to acknowledge that you cannot be 
rigid with yourself and that compassion, that grace, that forgiveness that you give yourself then extends to others. But I love that you talked about flexibility because I think sometimes we rope ourselves into, okay, this book says I have to do this, like you said, for 21 days. So I have to do that exact same thing at this exact same time every single night. I can tell you as the mother of a toddler, there are so many fantastic things that I would love to do. Does it happen every day? No. Does it happen at the same time every day? (laughs) Never. So I Mm -mm. love that you talked about that, giving yourself categories, being flexible with yourself. That nurturing of yourself first mindset is so essential. You talked about coming from a larger family and forgiving your inner self, forgiving others. My family is full of givers. And one of the things that you see is honestly compassion fatigue sometimes or or just in mm-hmm. general fatigue yeah. because you give and you give and you give and you're not refilling your cup. There's, there's no mm-hmm. more. You can't give anymore. You've emptied out your cup. You don't have enough for yourself anymore. And so I love that you talked about that. You have to nurture yourself first. You have to be in a position to be your best self, to have that mindset to nurture yourself first so that you can be willing and able and available to help others. But I love that you talked about how can you find what works for you and meet your emotional needs. And then if you're not able to do that, then it's okay to, to seek help mm-hmm. elsewhere. Um, that's something that I talk yeah. about a lot because in conflict resolution, there are agreements that we can come up with. There are things we can talk about to meet needs and interests, but sometimes it goes deeper. And I want my clients, if they need a therapist to go see a therapist, if they need mm-hmm. coaching for yep. unresolved issues with food or, uh, you know, with self-love, because maybe unfortunately, Unfortunately, they had a, a traumatic childhood where they weren't taught that. They need to get that coaching and that therapy. They need that, mm-hmm. um, you know, from the person who is skilled to give that to them. So I just love that you brought up all these all these golden nuggets, as I, as I mentioned, just throughout the, that conversation. And you kind of already answered this. My, my other question to you, because you are an acceptance and self-love coach, what would you say is your number one tip for loving yourself and keeping your inner critic at bay. I think you already kind of talked about this, but if there's any further insight that you can give to being able to keep that inner critic at bay so that you can give yourself compassion. You know, I think um, kind of the steps that I teach in 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 self-love journeys that I coach is, you know, you go, it's, it's a spectrum. You're, you're on a journey of self-awareness. Um, and then the self-compassion comes. And I just want to pause at self-compassion for a minute because it's, it's crucial. And when I really shifted was when I started to love the parts about myself that I, I hate to word, I hate to use the word hated, but I did. There was about a small part of me that I minimized and I pushed away and was super critical and judgmental towards. And I, 
I couldn't understand why I suffered in so many ways um, because I'm a confident person for the most part, but it was that 15% of myself. It was a small portion of myself, but the criticism of it was monumental. And that was really getting in the way. And so my tip for that, and this, this does need a therapist or a coach because it's hard to go to the place that we really don't like about ourselves. But when we do, and when we look at it in a loving, unconditional way, um, just really quick, I know we're short on time, but for me, it was, I have an anxious attachment style. I don't know if you know attachment theory, but that was my worst part of myself. That's when I became too clingy or too needy. And I really shamed that part of myself. But when I learned that that part of myself um, came about in me before I could even walk and talk, I stopped judging myself for it. And I went back to that little child that learned her anxious attachment um, and I loved her. And, and that's, that's where I unconditionally accepted the hard parts about myself. And that's when my self-love journey just totally changed. And that's the work that I do with my clients is to really unconditionally love yourself completely, even the hard parts. That is I'm so glad that you brought that up. Attachment theory is really important for individuals to understand. And I would add to that, one of the things that really helped me, um, and I always apologize in advance because I know I'm not pronouncing the name right, but Think Not Han, The Power of Compassion, that mm -hmm. book, I think, saved me. I was also someone that was very critical of myself. And I actually suffered from uh, rumination. I, I would ruminate mm -hmm. over things mm -hmm. over and over. I would just replay things over in my head. And instead of resolving conflict, instead of apologizing for my actions or my words, I would just replay it in my head over and over again, what I could have done differently, what I could have said differently. Mm -hmm. And that, along with understanding where my criticism of myself came with. And it's something that I had known about myself, but it's not until, I don't want to use the word confronted with, but when someone just calls it out, my husband and I, we didn't do full um, counseling is not the word for it, but you know, when you take those questionnaires or you, you meet with a counselor or a mm -hmm. pastor before you get married, we did that. It was a half day session with a pastor and it was wonderful. And that was one of the questions he just flat out asked me. He said, you know, your husband has such a high opinion of you and based on, and what I'm hearing from you, you volunteer, you do this to do that. Would you say that you're critical of yourself? And would you say that you're also therefore critical of others? And I, you know, mm -hmm. it just kind of hits you in the face. And, and I had to say, yes, I, I am critical of myself. And you know what? 100%, you're right. I'm critical of others too. And that does lead to conflict. And I need to address that. And just goes along with what you're saying so well um, about addressing those things about yourself that are difficult uh, to address because sometimes it's 
it's so uncomfortable for us to have to acknowledge that. Um, I'm so glad that you you brought that up. And it's something <laughs> like you that I would say, you know, it is something that we need to find the right person to help us address those things. I would love to give your your podcast and you have, is it weekly or monthly? I, if you could tell us a little bit about your podcast and your group, because um, I'd love any yeah. of my listeners who are listening, who identify themselves in the conversation that we're having, who really need to help develop that self-love of themselves, uh, prioritizing themselves. I'd love for them to be able to take advantage of, yeah. of hearing your information too. Thank you. Yes, yes. I have a podcast. It's called Falling in Love with Yourself. Um, And my podcast is all about what you just said is our relationships with others, whether even even our coworkers, our children, our spouses, our friendships, even the people on the road that we're driving next to, we treat them the way that we treat ourselves, like our relationships are all affected by the relationship with ourselves. That's why it's such important work. So my podcast, um, full episodes come out on Sundays, and those are pretty long winded. I tell a lot of details about my story um, in all different ways. Um, And then Wednesdays, I have a self love quickie, which is less than 10 minutes. And we talk about one specific attribute. And I just really it's quick and hard. And, and um, yeah, so twice, twice a week, falling in love with yourself. It's on all podcast platforms. Um, my Instagram is where I do the majority of connecting with people. And my Instagram handle is Jenny underscore Drake underscore. I do daily affirmations um, on on that Instagram page. My my personal favorite is my Monday Motivation Tribe. It's completely free. Um, It's my goal is to do it every Monday morning of 2021 because women just need connection, especially right now. We want to feel validated. We want to feel heard. I don't do a ton of coaching in that hour. We meet from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on Zoom. And it's a wonderful way you can share or not share. And I give really awesome prizes. And we talk about something that we're grateful for, something we love about ourselves, something we're struggling with and something that we wanna do a little bit better during the week. And just a month has gone by and these women have made the strongest connections. And like I said, there's never any pressure. You don't even have to turn on your camera or share or anything. Um, And then I do small group coaching and one-on-one coaching too. So those are some options that I have to, you know, help any woman, no matter what stage of life they're in, no matter what they're going going on um, around them, um, to just really love themselves, fall back in love with themselves. That's that's the name of the game. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. I think, as you know, I'm a big fan and admirer of all that you do, and I just think 
you coming on the podcast and and speaking your truth and helping my listeners learn about your journey of self-awareness, self-compassion, self-love. I really hope that those who, who join, who listen, are able to follow their own path, but to that mm-hmm. same journey. Because I think it's something that if we are all able to do that. I think the whole world would just be a much better place. Thank you again Mm -hmm. so much, Jenny Drake. Thank you so much. Your daily affirmations, by the way, uh, are my go-to. Every day on Instagram, I go to your your affirmation of the day. And let me tell you that this week, I really needed it. I think it was Monday. I was having... (laughs) My Facebook post was like a a cry for help because my internet, everything was down. And then I finally logged on and I saw your post and I thought, oh, this is why I love her. (laughs) So thank you. Oh, well, I love you too. We are, we are kindred souls for sure, Denise. I so appreciate you having me on. Oh, thank you for your time and have a wonderful day. Thanks. You too.